welcome, welcome everyone to a new episode of Let's Talk SIM. As you notice, the voices are slightly different this time, and that is because we are your new hosts for the 2022 run of Let's Talk SIM. My name is Christian, I am a recent DMS graduate and an incoming UOL Econ and Finance student. I'm Susu, your co-host, a year 3 UOL Accounting and Finance student. Let's move on to today's topic which is a very interesting one in today's context. It's about chasing your dreams. So our guest here today is a very special one. She's not only a top performing real estate agent, but also a top three finalist for MasterChef Singapore. She's an entrepreneur, YouTuber, and also a sales and marketing director at The Open Kitchen. She's wearing so many hats at one time, and I believe it is not exaggerating to call her a modern-day Wonder Woman. And without further ado, let's welcome our very own RMIT graduate, Trish Yi. Hi everyone, I'm so happy to be here today, speaking to everyone here. Welcome Trish to the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate that you carved out some time in order to have, you know, this small conversation with us. To those of our listeners who aren't aware of your story, could you maybe tell us how you got to where you are today? I actually graduated from uh, RMIT. Back then, I was actually taking part-time. I was juggling between um, like full-time job and a part-time um, study. Really not easy. After that, I started my like 9-to-5 job like in the corporate world. As I was like working there, uh, I thought to myself, you know, other than the stability that I'm getting from my full-time job, what am I really looking for? Should I actually just go after my passion and chase after my dreams? After that, I quit my banking job and I moved on to um, to start my events company, which is actually called um, The Open Kitchen. So it's actually a use of both my forte, which involves um, events and marketing and sales. Uh, and also my passion, which is actually um, cooking, like culinary. So these two combined together is how I actually formed the Open Kitchen. We actually uh, help corporate to come together to do some like social cooking as they cook and bond together. And in which after that, they can actually just like eat and enjoy the food and just um, have some time to get to know each other. So that's how I actually started like the Open Kitchen after that. I'm interested about what made you wanted to join MasterChef and then like is there any uh, what are the thought process or like how are you feeling before joining that competition? I actually went uh, to US with my husband for two years because he was being uh, deployed there for his work. So while uh, during my stay there, you know, I actually did cater uh, meals for his uh, colleagues. So I actually like sort of run like the home catering business so every day I would actually cook a lot and then I would send it in in which after when I came back from US I saw the casting for MasterChef so I thought that you know with my my experience uh, you know in the open kitchen and I have been cooking so much during my time in US so maybe it's something that I can actually shine in it and to be honest I enjoy because I also thought that it it will be a good publicity for myself and for my brand as well uh, didn't really think much about it so I just went in with a very open mind didn't expect myself to go into top three, to be honest. But I just think that um, just go in and do my best. So really nervous. So I just take the leap of faith and just sign up for it. Yeah, but the result was ultimately great. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really, really um, thankful of all the support um, that my family and my husband have given me during the shoot and all. It was really long hours standing in the studio for the, for the shoot. Uh, probably you'll see us only like, half an hour on TV 
uh, or you only see us like cooking for like the 15 minutes but actually in fact we've been like doing this like the whole day wow that's really a lot that we don't know behind the scenes one of the most intriguing parts of your story i think is when you left your banking job now most people they would think that having a banking job it means being safe being in a stable position you left all of that to pursue your passions. Now, for a lot of people, this is a very scary idea. And I just have to ask, what ultimately led you to take that leap of faith and make the decision to pursue your passions in the end? Okay, so the, the long story uh, has to actually go all the way back to where I actually got my O-level results. I, I actually didn't do very well in my one of the subjects. So I was actually thinking very hard, should I go to Shatek? to pursue like a culinary diploma or a degree and then uh, move on to hotel to be a chef, things like that. That was actually my calling at that time. I thought, you know, this is really what I wanted to do. But, you know, typical Singaporean parents, they would hope that I will get a decent, like I would go into like a normal, um, like po- go into a poly that get a proper diploma because they think that um, as a woman being like in a, in a kitchen setting, it's not something that I can endure with because everything you you probably can't you can't stand long in the kitchen. After working a few years in the banking industry, I thought that actually my passion is still with you know like culinary, and I still want to find back that passion of mine. So I decided to just take that leap of faith and jump back into what I enjoy doing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a really long journey and a tough one for you to go through that one. Do you think like the graduates should chase their dreams or like focus on financial stability? That's a very tough question, actually, that everyone would be very conceited to make a decision in between two. For me, I think that I'm quite lucky that uh, in between both, I managed to find a balance. For what I'm doing right now, I'm able to make a really decent income and achieve financial stability as well as also the freedom and time to do uh, what I really enjoy doing and spend time with my family. So I think the, the, the key is to really understand uh, who you are and what you enjoy doing and what works the best for you. Because I, I would think that not everyone would like to lead an entrepreneurial life because some people, they, they like to work in the corporate setting, they like to climb the corporate ladder. They will actually have a sense of achievement from that. Uh, most importantly is to, I think, look fast. Whether do you think that this is a job that you will be happy doing for the next 10 to 15 years of your life? Or do you think that one day you might regret by not, you know, taking that leap of faith to, do, to pursue something that you really have passion for? Now, I think it's very interesting that you mentioned that. When they think of their dream job, they don't think of, let's say, opening up your own kitchen. What is it like going through the different boundaries, the different uh, difficulties, and basically taking up a path that a lot of Singaporeans would not dare take? Yes, I would say that working in a kitchen setting is very labor-intensive. Long hours, you can't get to see your family. By the time you reach home, it's really late, and you will be so tired that you won't even want to do anything else so i think that with the right balance if you know how to plan out your business i would say that after a few couple of months of starting a like a restaurant business or culinary business that's where you can actually hands off and uh, set up your own sop to train out your staff and you can actually just you know step a back uh, take a step back and let your staff uh, run the show for you 
And I think that's where you know you know how to apply what you learned in school, like your your uh, business modules and all your marketing um topics will actually come into place when you actually start a business out of you know out of the school context. That's where actually all these um theories apply. Because I think that most people would think that hey, if I start a restaurant business, uh, I, I would have to spend a lot of time standing inside the kitchen. I have to be very tired cooking, by like preparing everything from scratch. I, I like to think differently because um, you can actually take a different approach in that. What you're saying is like you're able to create a system wherein it's now easier for you to kind of conduct business and basically run like your whole restaurant. How did studying in SIM and RMIT help you in this kind of, I guess, in this path that you took? Um, to, to be very honest, at the start, when I enrolled myself into RMIT, I came in with the mindset that I just uh, want to get a degree. And because it's actually a part-time degree, I didn't expect much. But when I actually went into um, my study, I was quite thankful for all the lecturers. They are very helpful and they are very interactive and proactive in helping all the part-time students to cope with their studies and to cope with their uh, full-time job. You know, it can be very tiring that you have a whole day of work and you have to drag your feet to the lecture hall yeah. to, yeah, until late night. Sometimes I went there without even having like dinner. Oh, that's a really tough thing about. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but I'm really thankful because all the projects that I actually uh, work on uh, during my study, they are actually real-life projects. Like they ask us to come up with scenario, to come up with a strategy to let us simulate what is it like to roll out like a marketing campaign uh, in the current context. So I think all this actually helped a lot uh, when I was actually doing my own business. You speak about how it's like long hours standing in the kitchen and stuff like that. This kind of leads me to the question, right? What's your favorite part about being an entrepreneur and working basically like in the restaurant business? To be honest, um, I like working for myself because I think that it's very rewarding. The amount of effort and the hours that you put in, it will be directly equivalent to the reward that you you will actually get at the end of the day. Because if you work for someone else, if you put in like 10 hours of hard work, but it doesn't equal to 10 hours of like monetary reward because your pay will always be stagnant. So you will, you will always be chasing after promotions and things like that. And besides, I think that being an entrepreneur, you get the freedom and you get to plan your time better. When you form a system already, you can, like me, like in the morning, you can go for your own run. And after that, then you, you know, start working. So that's the greatest joy that I get to balance my work life. And I get to do the things that I really want to do without being stuck in a 95 job. We know that you are also at the same time a real estate agent, right? Is there like anything you would wish to share about your real estate experience also? The funny part is that it was many years after I started the Open Kitchen, I went into real estate. It happened because when I bought my first uh, property. When I bought my first property uh, when I was about 26, 27, so I met this agent and during our viewing or during our conversation, he actually learned that I'm doing like corporate events, like culinary events during the weekday. So he was like, hey, so, you know, agent life, they are usually only, um, their appointments usually fall on the weekend. So if you are free, you just allocate your weekend to 
uh, do viewings, things like that. At that point, I didn't think much about it. But when I actually saw, you know, like the amount of commission you have to pay to an agent to sell away your house, I was like, hmm, actually this amount of money could be, <laughs> like, I, I, I actually can save a lot of money if I actually am a property agent myself. <laughs> so I, I was actually thinking about that also. So I'm thinking like, okay, with that in mind, I was like looking at the cost. Hey, I got few future that I can actually use to go and take the, the real estate license. So with, with the skill future that I got from the government, I went to sign myself up for a real estate course and I got my license from there. And everything en- ended up really well because uh, nowadays if I need to sell away my, my, my property or help my husband with his property transaction, we are actually saving tens and tens of thousands of dollars. So even though I'm not actively practicing in the industry, it's already a cost saving factor for me. And besides, I think I was really quite fortunate that I have friends and clients who really trusted me with their property. From there on, you know, I'm able to also build a property career along with what I'm doing right now. So events and culinary activities on the weekday and weekends are all filled with housing viewing. It sounds like your life is super duper interesting, you know, like juggling all these different things. To me, it feels like a student's dream. You know, being able to experience different things, uh, being in control of your life. Now, to those of us who are super duper confused right now, including myself, what is your ultimate advice to us students slash graduates? My advice would be really to go after your dream, but also at the same time to enjoy what you are doing. Because if you are not enjoying what you are doing, you will not go far. After 5-10 years, you will be sick of what you are doing and you will just say that I want to have a career switch. So that's when you know, people say midlife crisis started. When after 5 or 10 years into the job, you feel that you are wasting your time in this career, that's where you have a midlife crisis and you want to have a career switch and you have to start all over again. I would say that go with your feeling. If you think that you know, um, culinary is a dream and you want to pursue your dream yes and at the same time think about how you can actually fill up your business as well at the same time while you are chasing after your dreams and you know following your passion so i think it's not that it's not true where you when you follow your dreams you will not have financial stability it's about thinking fast and working out your goals and setting up a system that could support you i believe this is a very good advice to our graduates so uh, it has been a very enjoyable chat with you, Trish. We really learned a lot more about you and your experience. So I believe that many of our audiences and students here will have the confidence to continue to chase their dreams after hearing your story. Thank you for sharing with us so much information today. Yeah, no problem. It was a pleasure talking to you guys as well and sharing my experience. That is the end of today's episode. Even though if that's the end of today's fun, I'm sure you guys wouldn't want to miss the next episode. I guess for today, that's a wrap, and I'll see you guys next episode.